Welcome to Dear Nina, a podcast about the ups and downs of friendship. I offer practical advice with the goal of making our friendships as great as possible. In today's episode, we are talking to my producer, Dave DeLuger, who also happens to be my brother-in-law. As he has been sitting and listening to all the episodes and putting them together, he has some thoughts about male friendships, and I have a lot of questions about male friendship. I don't get a lot of direct questions from men. I do get some. Sometimes I don't know whether the person writing is a, is a guy or a girl, but sometimes it's more obvious. And there are articles I see and thoughts I have about male friendship, but I'm not the right person to really talk about it. So we're going to talk to Dave. Dave, welcome to your own show that you produce. Thank you for having me. Are there any topics that you've heard so far that you just sort of shake your head at? Actually, I actually sometimes see you shake your head, so that's why I'm saying it. We have to, we've talked about in previous podcasts about losing friendships because the kids who started the friendship with the, your friendship with the parents are now no longer friends. Okay, so what were your thoughts? So yeah, I, I saw you kind of getting I, animated over I, there. I've seen that happen personally, and. You know, as, as the stepdad or dad in the relation in that relationship, I get brought in and to become friends with these parents. So I'm now friends with them, but just because our kids aren't friends with them, doesn't mean that I shouldn't be friends with them still. Yeah, I agree. To, to me, who cares if the you know friendships come and go over your life? And to me, you're a friend that's going to be current with me. They're more current. Whether the kids are. Whether the kids are or not. You can go out and have a good time regardless of what the kids are doing. Do you think dads have an easier time with that than the moms? I think so. I think we can put the drama away and not have the drama. You know, it's interesting. A huge goal of my podcast and of my column, which really precedes the podcast, is to do exactly what you just said, is take some of the drama and conflict out of friendships that don't need to be there. They're there because there's a lot of ego on the table. And I do think women could learn a lot from men about that, about taking the ego. It's funny because men kind of get a bad rap for being the ones with the big ego. But I think when it comes to some of this relationship stuff, and of course, we're speaking in generalities, everyone, but sometimes you just have to do that. There are patterns, whether we want to admit it or not, there are patterns sometimes and how women respond to relationships and how men do. And I think women have a harder time sort of getting out of our own way. I think guys can go about being friends without any without any drama. I know, like with my friends, there's no drama. And we can go and not talk to each other or see each other for a year, especially with COVID. You pick up right back where we're at from like it never happened. That's nice. I do have friends like that for sure who I don't keep in touch with that closely. But when we do, it's like the easiest thing in the world. And that that is so nice. But it is not for sure all of my my friends. I mean, I think also there's like a long distance versus in-town aspect to that for me. At this point, (laughs) you know, in my life, a lot of my friends that I have now are because of work, are work-related friends. Yeah. Because you spend so much time with them at work that that becomes your new friend group. There's things you want to talk about at work that you can't do. So you got to do it outside of work with them. One of my best friends, that's how I became friends with them. In fact, most of my friends 
are all that I met at work. We did an episode, you and I, with my mom as the guest, your mother-in-law. Yes. And um, we talked about how she she does not, she's not a texter. I think she struggled during COVID. Yeah. The whole online situation where if your friend doesn't like what you are, I kind of feel that. It's weird. So you're referring to the episode we did with Ruji Patel where... Yes. Um, so we did an episode where a caller was kind of feeling put out that she has this in-person friend who likes all of their mutual friends' posts but doesn't like her posts. Yes. Well, we assume it was a woman. So I kind of feel bad at times. Yeah. Depending I, I have to... on what I do. But then I also remember, you know what, I post, my posts on social network are mainly the same thing. I understand people get sick of that. You know, you you can't expect everybody to like the same thing over and over again. That is so true. So I'll put, anytime I have a new friendship question, I put it up on Facebook and Instagram. I mean, that is a huge part of where the traffic comes from. And definitely, it starts to trail off. Recently, I was interviewed for somebody else's article in the Minneapolis Star Tribune about friendship. She's writing about friendship and COVID. It then got syndicated in the Chicago Tribune, the Seattle Times. And it's interesting, I spoke to her for 15 minutes. She found me on Twitter. She got to my website from Twitter. She looked around, liked it. She quoted pieces, uh, a couple parts of my website, and she spoke to me and quoted me. I bring that all up to say that when I put that on Facebook, it got so much more attention. People in person, oh, I saw your article because it was on the cover of the Variety section and in Minneapolis. Way more than anything I've written myself. Everyone smells the self-promotion like a mile away. But when yeah. someone else wrote about me, it was, oh, now now I want to pay attention to it. Listen, yeah. I'm grateful for any readers and listeners. And I just thought that was an interesting point that, yes, if it's the same stuff you're posting over and over again. I thought that people don't like it, but it's like they've seen it. They've seen, been there, done that. Right. And, and it's no, not no what, big deal. What can we do? We can't yeah. be constantly original. We're interested in what we're interested in. And, and how, that's, how many times can I be jealous of the same and being <laughs> at a game? I like seeing your post when you're a different, because uh, you, you really make it all around Chicago doing cool stuff. What is something you think a guy like you, because I know not all guys are the same, but a guy like you who you're pretty, um, (laughs) uh, it's a compliment actually, (laughs) a guy like you who seems to be able to just sort of take the best of what people have to offer and kind of overlook any potential drama pitfalls. You really could help a lot of women who write to me. And it's not all women, like I said, but a lot of times I know they are. There's just a lot of conflict that really could be avoided. Is there is there anything you think you do, you probably do it subconsciously, that lets you get along in the world with less conflict? If you know what the drama is and you can compartmentalize it and put it away and just throw it out, or if you see the drama coming and you just step away before it even gets to that point, I think that's where the key is. Or you say, you know what, I don't even want to be involved with this. You you, you want to talk about this, go talk about it with somebody else. I don't have the bandwidth in my head to worry about it. I just, well, you there's just... other things I, I want to worry about and take care of other than their drama, you know, the yeah. people drama down the street. Well, you're good at not getting involved, but I think even just you on a personal level, I think you tend to see the best in people. I guess that's, I'm answering the question I asked you. I think mm-hmm. you, that I'm going to tell you, I think, and it's something that could help a lot of women is I think you don't look to take offense 
and that you see the best in people. I think that might be, I, I've known this, I, I've seen this pattern after answering these questions for seven years. I think it is maybe the key. Those might be two of the key takeaways to getting along with friends is not looking to take offense, not going out of your way to collect evidence that you're being slighted in some way and to see the best in people. Do you yeah. think you do that? I think you I, do. I try to. I, I'm not sure I always succeed. I mean, if you ask your sister... <laughs> I, I think she'll tell you <laughs> otherwise. I, I try to the best that I can. We've been, your sister and I have been through some horrid times together yeah. and have come through the other side. And I think part of that is how you deal with it and how you deal with people and how you deal with drama isn't the right word for what we did or went through. It's, I would call it crisis. Yeah, through the crisis, unfortunately, that we went through, it keeps popping back up on us. My Facebook today had all sorts of stuff with Joshua, including being up by you seven years ago in From, Minnesota. Oh, post. oh, yeah. That popped up today, posts about him being in the hospital, how he just came home and we had, took him back to the hospital the next day. But I think it's how you compartmentalize that, that we've seen other people who can't come out of it going through the same situation we went. They just don't know how to compartmentalize it and how to put things in where they need to be. Because we still have three other girls that need our attention. Mm. We can't stop. You can't stop your life just because of drama. You know, if it's bad, you work through it, you figure it out, and you move on. Or you find somebody that can help you talk through it. And thank God I had friends at yeah. work that were able to sit down and talk to me. To be honest, I wondered as you and my sister were going through such a horrible crisis, and we haven't really said it here, but my nephew Joshua died at the age of 12 of a brain tumor, DIPG was the type of tumor, and it was a really absolutely brutal year plus. I okay, wonder how you... Hold on, I got to stop that for a second. Okay. Brutal. I don't know if that's the right term. Okay. It, devastating? Yeah. Yes, but... There are memories that we did in that year that he, between the diagnosis and the time he left us, that are incredible memories that I will always have. Lisa has, the girls have, and other people that did things with us mm -hmm. and for us have. So I'm not so sure devastating. Yeah. Tragic. There Trag was, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's such tragic. a loss. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, though. There were ways you had to operate in the world and ways you had to connect with people that you wouldn't have encountered. It seems like a lot of people rose to the occasion. Yes. I like that Including you Including you guys. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, they don't want... I mean, there's that fear of, I don't want to bother this family because they're going through so much. And I bet there can be a loneliness to it, I'm guessing. Yes. What was happening? And Communicating. That's the, the one thing I could bring to the and table. And that's what family and friends do for each other. They're there to help with what they can do to help you get to where what you need. It's not all about me, 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 me. What's in it for me? It's, okay, I see that you're having an issue. I can actually fix that issue. Would you like my help? In return, I don't want anything for it. To me, that's what a friendship 
even even if you don't talk to that person for a year, you know, they post something on social media, you pick up the phone or text and go, hey, I can do this for you. That's yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad I didn't know if you'd want to go there in this topic. And I'm glad we're talking about it because I think that people don't know how to help others sometimes when they're going through a crisis and they don't want maybe there's that fear of I don't want to bother this family because they're going through so much. And I bet there can be a loneliness to it. I'm guessing. Yes. The person that I learned that from because I was never that person to do that until I met your sister has the biggest heart in the world that if she sees somebody need something she's like the first person to call and say hey and this was before we had anything going on in this house wow there's other kids that had cancer she would help with the fundraisers she would help do what she can for them and that's really where I learned how to do this from in the last 10 years. That's so was, touching. Well, was there, it's, from Lisa. it's sort of a reap what you sow. So she, because the, I, I was really touched at the time to see how the whole community around here really rallied. And I didn't know you, I don't live here. So I, I didn't know how involved she was with the community, but it's, it sounds like she was already giving. She, she was paying it forward without knowing that she would ever have to ask for people to come and help us. And I've seen her really get involved in the community of other families who are dealing with cancer and their children. Yeah, and she and I, you know, even if we don't know, have never met the person, you talked about in some of your past podcasts about people that we've interviewed that you've never really met face-to-face, right? So we've done that with some other cancer families where if I come across some stuff that we can't use, but hey, there's a family here that really can use this and can use a night out, we'll reach out to them, even though we've never met them in person, and say, hey, would you like this? That's so nice. You know, if I'm at that place when, you know, I'll go meet them so that we can finally meet face-to-face with everything going on, I don't know if that's necessary for a friendship. Yeah, I agree with you. And people do not always agree. There's a lot of questions about whether someone's a real friend. I'll get questions for the column that really end with, it's like a question within a question. Whatever the scenario is, it usually has to do with some sort of online situation. And then the end of the question is, is this a real friendship? And I, I think you and I agree that you you can have a real friendship. Yeah. You're talking, you're emailing, you're texting, you're FaceTiming, you really are face-to-face, you just can't touch each other. Yeah. But you are creating that bond with somebody. I mean, a lot of friendship is showing up. So, I mean, this example of you, I don't know if you find a gift card for a restaurant you're not using or something and you want to offer it to another family going through uh, cancer, that is showing up. You, you could even put it in the mail with a stamp and it's yeah. still showing up. You don't have to literally show up in person to be there for a person. Or, or if I'm leaving tickets for somebody, it's it's at will call. Yeah. Maybe if I can, you know, if I can get down there to see them, I, I don't need them to say thank you to my face for doing something like that. That's not what it's about. Just post a picture of you guys there. Let me see that you're having fun. That's all. I don't need, and you don't have to give me a shout out in that post. Yeah, that's nice. I, that's not a requirement. I'd like to know that you are using it and that you're having a good time. I'd say final question. I'm so glad we got to cover all those things is, do you think that men should spend more time fostering friendships? Do you think it's something men pay attention to? enough i don't know if men pay attention to that at all to be honest i don't know if that's a thing is it just happen either it happens or it doesn't i do think must some men must be lonely out there like they don't have pals to go to the cubs game with or 
or in Minneapolis, the Twins game. I know where. Yeah. You're, you're a Cubs house, not a Sox house, right? Right. Okay. I mean, I mean, Lisa, it well, would be so my not house, good. But this house of the of, <laughs> of my family is Cubs. You go talk to my youngest brother, and he's a Sox fan. Oh, okay. Take using his tickets with the buddy who I'm standing up for in the wedding because we haven't really spent just one on one time. So we're going to go to Cubs game to, or Sox game together and have the couple hours of just. Him and I bonding like we used to. Yeah, that's nice. I do miss that with this particular gentleman. I do miss that. I miss the time that he's not there at Harper. Like, if I'm having a bad day, they, some days are easier than others with Joshua. Just a memory just clicks. Has nobody's fault. Has nothing to do with anything I'm writing or editing about. And he's not there for me right now because he doesn't work there anymore. Just to get up and go, hey, what's going on? You know, just to get my mind off of it, just to be goofy. So you wouldn't even necessarily say you're having, like, just a bad day. You would just, he's just there to... He's just there, and as soon as we get together, it becomes goofy. Most of my friendships with guys are like that. It's We can get together and just goof on each other, not think twice about it. I see that with uh, your brother-in-law, my husband, Brian, with his friends. They're just silly. You and Brian are silly. Yeah, you guys are, guys are fun. Yeah, it's not that, oh, I haven't talked to you in a month, so i got to say, hi, how are you? It's like, hey, look what I'm doing, you know, type yeah. of a thing. I think I have a harder time being silly. I actually think sometimes I'll think I'm funny, and then I worry that I'm just taking over the conversation too much. Like, I'm really, really aware of not taking too much air in the room, so I really try to, like, tone it down, but then I feel like I've toned it down so much sometimes that I'm just a drone like i'm not even there and this is turning into a therapy session <laughs> no, no i but that's part of friends right is you can talk about things like that with your friends and say do i do this is this me i've asked you know even my boss right now <laughs> that i work for from my full-time job we'll send goofy gifts and emojis at each other just being fools you know it doesn't have to be anything about work or Anything work-related, it could just be a goof on each other. I think it's easier to be a guy sometimes. All right, I think we better wrap it up because you and I could talk for a long time, but maybe let's do this again after we have a whole bunch more episodes and we can do a wrap session. Thank you for coming on the show today so we could talk about all these topics. Thank you for having me. I wanted to let everybody know that you can find all the show notes and a form to ask your own anonymous question because we will do that for most episodes on my website at ninabadson.com. And you can join the Facebook group and leave voicemails. If you have time to rate and review the podcast, or even better, tell a friend, I'd be so grateful. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Dave. Remember, when our friendships are going well, we're happier all around. 